This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, and I'm the host of the Her Self-Expression podcast. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her Self-Expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can confidently take on the world. Today, I have these questions to ponder. Do you know what intentional paradigms are? Do you know what to do with them? Do you know how they could affect your life? Well, today, my guest is Stephanie Traeger. She's going to speak with us today about intentional paradigms. Stephanie is a medicine woman, guide, business architect, and purpose catalyst holding space in a sacred container for intellectual, analytical soul seekers ready to come home to who they really are to do the work they're really here to do. From human rights and environmental justice to corporate litigation to human potential herbalism, peak wellness, and soul mastery, she integrates a rare and eclectic mix of education and off-the-beaten-path experience. Founder of Intentional Paradigms and principal attorney at Traeger Law, where she helps thought leaders scale and protect their genius, Stephanie's been dubbed a wellness rebel, purpose whisperer, and legal midwife. I like those coupling sharp business acumen with potent intuitive gifts. She was naturally an intuitive guide, often called an oracle, and herbalist for years before. Becoming a certified professional coach in 2007 through Teachers College at Columbia University, she continued to expand her expertise as coach and certified energy medicine practitioner. Stephanie has been coaching for 20 years and is passionate about enabling physical vitality, mental freedom, emotional peace, and spiritual expansion, and she has a massive love for trees. If you want to feel empowered, if you want to be ready to take on the world, and you're excited about your potential, listen to our conversation. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Thank you, Beverly. It's an honor to be in conversation with you today. Oh, I can't wait. This is a fascinating subject. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I think you just did. <laughs> it's interesting to hear your bio read. You know, it's like one yeah. thing on paper. How um, about personally? You know, How about personally? Tell us a little bit about yeah. you personally. Personally, well, I was just running in the woods. I think I'll start there. I do. I love to run on trails in the woods. And I was I love to do that before I'm coming in front of an audience or to share a conversation uh, like this before anything important. And that's how I come home to myself. And so for me, it's just been this 
decades of a journey, literally since I was like seven, of knowing, like this curiosity of self and knowing right. that I'm always seeking, who am I? Like, what does it feel to be myself? Because we live in this world full of expectations and programs and conditioning and, you know, the education and the pedigree and the this and the that. And, and it, it, what if, what's real? What is real right. is when we really can connect to ourselves. So that's me. I mean, I, I really spend most of my time in discovery around coming. What does it mean to be myself? Did you ever at a point in your life feel less than on that journey? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the the knowing your true nature, you know, knowing your true nature. So I if you listen, you know, I've had a very nonlinear path. And to the to the the subject of this beautiful podcast that you share with your your listeners around self-empowerment, around how do you really listen to yourself and chart your own path? Not when you're supposed to, because everyone right. has a different path. So I have felt less than when I have tried to fit into the mold. You know, like I I didn't want to become a lawyer. Like I had all these other things I wanted to do. And there was a right. point where I was an activist, an environmental activist. And it was like, well, I will be acceptable to continue on this path if I do it through law, you know. And so I made a lot okay. of choices in my life that were kind of driven by the not enoughness or the you know, not about who I am, but about what we're supposed yes. to be. Yeah, I've definitely been on that journey as well. What do you mean by intentional paradigms? Well, intentional. To live with intention is everything. If we really even think about dissecting our day and how much, what percent of your day is unintentional, what percent is intentional, you know, it, it's, it, it's a practice. And so everything about the work I do is around creating a deeper, deeper sense of intention and a paradigm for a lot of, when I, when I make calls, some people are like, what's international paradigms? Well, <laughs> that's, that's how people read it, you know? It's like, okay, but that's how, that's how foreign these really important words are. And they are, I, I really, a lot of the work also that I do and just the way I show up, everything is how we speak, being impe impeccable with our word. And so intentionally using words and paradigm, a paradigm is a, a set of rules, beliefs, or assumptions by which a society or group of people live. Very different paradigm for us than, say, an indigenous group in the Amazon, right? For, right. For how we live and how we see the world, how we perceive the world. And a paradigm is made up of mindsets and beliefs, right? And so how do we really shift this world that we're living in? How do we really shift our life if we're just saying, I need to make a change in my life? How do you do that? What is the paradigm I'm subscribing to? Does that resonate? What's informing it? My beliefs, my mindsets. And, and a mind, mindsets are a bunch of beliefs. And that gotcha. paradigm is a bunch of mindsets. Okay. So do you think women need to pay special attention to intentional paradigms? I mean, I, it's the name of my company, the way, right? So it's not like when you start with, you know, let's create your intentional paradigm. I say that. Because often when we're doing business or charting a new path in our life, the question, I don't necessarily use those words, but we're working within the framework of how much of what you're doing is authentic to you, how much of what you're doing resonates with you. How, if you're not feeling enough, if you're judging yourself, if you're comparing yourself, all of those self-negative talk things, you know? Right. So what, are, what are your beliefs? 
What are the mindsets that form your reality? And what is the paradigm you're subscribing to? Is that really aligned for you? And what if it, it isn't, then what? Gotcha. Gotcha. I would think that there's so many beliefs about women and what they should be. And from the patriarchal type of society that we are in and have grown up in, that this is particularly interesting to help us. And, and here's a statistic that I saw recently of working women, four out of five women find themselves feeling less than other women. And that to me is such a shame. And what's the other one? 50% of women feel more self-doubt than self-love. And so to me, a lot of that has to do with the paradigms we set ourselves up for that in some cases are almost a setup for failure. Yeah. And, I, you know, it, it's easy. It's easy to get stuck in our own like, well, then what do I have to do about it? Uh-huh. I'm not enough because it's it's such a it's it's not our fault. It's no one's fault. Right. There's men who have the, the not enough, you know, paradigm also. But we live in a the collective paradigm, the holographic right. imprint of our own and not enough in my own world. The the our society, our economy is built on scarcity. Scarcity is what fuels this enough thing. Right. And right. Then the, I'm not. An, if I just went for a run that was three and a half miles, but I like to do five, I didn't run enough. It's, the enough thing is everywhere. And and the and comparison, it, comparisons equally as bad. Yeah. 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 And so I think the biggest the biggest opportunity we all have women have is to really dissect where they're enough, where it's coming from. Is it coming from your parents? Is it coming from society? Is it coming from your lineage? Is, and where in your mind are you making up stories that aren't true? Because most of our stories around enough just aren't true. Mm, very interesting. When I think back to my own life, when I felt less than, it was typically when it wasn't true. You know, I, I like to say that I would compare my insides to someone else's outsides and always come up short. Mm. And so that was kind of, that's kind of like looking at them as the paradigm and coming up short or looking at them as enough and me not being. And yeah, I can, I can really see that. Yeah. And, and another thing is that where, if that, if that imprint, the enough thing, right. It's like, we, we have like, a, we all have a most dominant negative thought. No. And for some people, it, it could be one thing, another, for others, it could be, I'm not enough. If you, right. There's, it's like, yeah, there's stuff underneath that, but the I'm not enough is under so much that's on top of it. So if that is a a dominant negative thought for, you know, for somebody listening, then the question is always like, compared to what, you know, what, yeah, what, like, why, why isn't just being enough? Well, why isn't just being enough? So can you share a little bit about maybe what some of your own in your own paradigms were or your own not enoughs yeah. so that maybe the audience can find a connection to some of those? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in a very conventional family in New York, the drive, the drive, the drive, you know, and my sister is a doctor and, you know, it, it was just 
there was always this comparison. And I always felt like, of course, I'm the black sheep. And um, I was a tree sitter when I was 20. Literally, I fell in love with the forest. Okay, so what's a tree sitter? So I was in Northern California. I saw the ancient redwood forest and I just fell in love with the forest and was called to protect them because they were logging. They were like knocking down 3,000 year old trees. So (laughs) there was a movement to protect these forests. And we would literally build platforms in the trees and sleep in the in 300 wow. feet up in the in the tree climb you know with climbing gear and to protect the trees and it worked a lot of times didn't always but of course like in my family they thought i joined a cult you know and so i <laughs> really and and then i had to oh, i always was comparing myself because there was the inner voice you we all know that inner voice that yes. even when you're on purpose and you're on your path and you're so passionate if there's some conditioning from where you're from that they, they can't even understand, you know, which now in retrospect, because I've lived my life very unconventionally, very outside mainstream, and I am unapologetic about it. There was so, it took a long time to be able to like really love myself and, and like know that this is perfect as is, you know, yeah, always striving for better. Um, So for me, the, 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 you know, going to law school, of course, it's like in New York, comparing yourself. I'm a nature girl and then living in New York and just kind of always looking at the other side of the fence. Like, oh, I would love to have land out on the, in, the, in the country. Oh, but, but I, I'm, I live in the city and I have to dress a certain way and look a certain way. And, you know, there's or my, you know, for many years I was single where everyone was married and there, there's always that comparison. And there's always that little voice until yeah. I, I have to say, if, if someone's listening, it is possible to transcend. It takes a lot of inner work. It takes the inner work to come, really to come into yourself and love yourself as it is. How do you do that? What kind of work did you do? Oh, my goodness. Decades of it. Decades yeah. of it. So, you know, and it's always ongoing. There's always more discovering who 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 I am as a soul in this body. And so, you know, I wouldn't say meditation. I, I've been on a shamanic journey for 25 years because as an activist in, in, you know, beautiful places, there's always the indigenous people who you're in solidarity with and working with and invited into the practices and, and being so connected to nature. The earth-based traditions were my were, were what was true for me, you know, and so this again, this not enough piece is like always being called to something that I knew my soul was like aligned with, but I didn't fit in with where I came from, and so I never was enough for them, right? Right. Like, how do you reconcile your truth with not feeling enough, with with the with belonging that needing that sense of belonging because that's a human nature. So, to just to answer your question about the inner work there's so many there's so many ways i i what i do now with with my work in the world is i take people on medicine wheel journeys which really integrates a lot of the spiritual earth-based traditions plus the mindset and beliefs the work around really deconstructing and dismantling the old stories we tell ourselves and it's a daily practice there's yeah. no like i'm going to go on a retreat and do it and be done <laughs> you know it's yeah one of my yeah. hopes is with this podcast and with sharing my own story is that we can reach out to some women younger than ourselves so they Mm -hmm. don't have to take quite as much time on their journey as I did. You know, I'm 65, so it's been a very long journey for me. And I 
I know that women in their 20s and 30s really lack a lot of confidence. So I would love for us to be able to reach out and help them so that they don't have to wait till they're in their 50s or 60s to get there. Yeah. And, and in that, you, you know, as the wisdom woman, as, an, as an, a woman with so much experience and wisdom, but like when you're young, you don't realize that what yes. the resource is, right? Like listening to you, it's such a resource. So it's, it's an honor that you get to do that. Yeah, and sometimes if I remember when I was younger, I didn't want to listen to those with more experience yeah. than I did. I wanted to do it myself. So, yeah. Well, if yeah, go ahead. I was going to say we live in a, you know, we live in a much different world than when you and I grew up, right? Is yeah. is this technology thing and one of the things I would say is I recently saw a video about like the metaverse, you know, and if you're familiar with that, there, there's there's a lot of marketing and and messaging in the world that is so brilliant at telling you, telling us where we're going, how it is, right. And if, if you could just you know be the the key word I would share with anyone around intentional paradigm is discernment. Mm -hmm. Discernment is a superpower. You know, there's judgment, and then there's discernment. And if you can hold those two and really understand what's judgment, where's it coming from, and what is discernment, like really. Do you want to share a little bit about the difference between the two, what they are? Yeah. So judge, like judgment, which is important. You know, we can't not have judgment. That's right. Like, be not judgmental. Well, judgment's useful sometimes, right? Judgment is like one of those things that, um, where you're you're projecting your beliefs or mindsets or paradigms, right? You're, you're projecting onto the thing, the other, the situation based on something usually emotionally driven within you. And it's kind okay. of creating some kind of charge, right? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, it's not productive. Discernment is always productive. Discernment is where you are kind of taking the emotion out of it, weighing, holding. You might use judgment in your discerning capability, but it's where you're really able to look at a scenario and have no charge and feel and feel like a yes or a no. And, okay. right. And so when information is coming at us, like, this is how it is. This is how you should look. This is how you have to do your marketing. This is how you, you know, being discerning about gotcha. not doing it because you should. And, and that I think is for young women, for, for all women, where we really can come into our center and our power because it takes center to be discerning. And when you're yes. in your center, you're not being, I'm not enough, the enough thing doesn't, doesn't hang out there. Right. Oh, wow. Sense. That is great advice. So to kind of sum up so far, what three steps would you give to women today that kind of sum up your message? I'd say number one is practice, practice just even feeling into the difference between discernment and judgment okay. and practice those because they're muscles, right? So a step could be is, is around really building muscles, discernment and judgment. Another one would be to really be mindful of the words you use to explain a situation, to express yourself. When we, when we are really mindful yeah. with our words externally, 
what we're doing is we're, we're reprogramming our internal voice as well. And so much of the not enough program, so much of the everything that is harmful to ourselves that we impose on ourselves, it's coming from the inner negative talk. So yes. when we start practicing using different words externally to convey a message consciously, thinking of our words, then we're actually changing our internal voice as well. So wow. practice, okay. yeah. So practicing our vocabulary. I have a, a, a methodology for that called the the vocabulary of increase because what we say, what we think, we are increasing. So choosing the words that we want to increase, the energy we want to increase, is is key. And the third, well, those are two huge ones. Yeah, I'd say the third one is just to go back and do those two again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So true, so true, so true. Just, you know, if we could somehow get rid of or even lessen the negative self-talk, that would be such a major stride, I think. It would just be incredible. So I have one question that I like to ask all my guests, and that is, what does self-expression mean to you? Self-expression is, well, it means love. To me, it means love. It, it, there's so many layers, you know, so that's a hard question to answer with one piece because for me every day, every day in my journey, I learn something new about myself around self-expression. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know? wow. So it means that it's, for me, it's an evolutionary process mm -hmm. of self-love, of, take, of taking personal responsibility, right? Like it's very easy to say, to blame other, oh, yes. I didn't do this because that. No, it's, it's all about taking personal responsibility for where am I holding back? Why? Yeah. No one's fault. Where is this thing living me? How do I dismantle it so that I can speak my truth, so that I can choose my life and do me? Mm, beautiful. So to get to where Stephanie describes, we need strength, courage, and I would add in dedication. I believe that we need both outside and inside growth to create a holistic solution to increasing women's empowerment. Thank you for being with Stephanie and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I absolutely love connecting you with exceptional women who provide actionable steps that help you move toward empowerment. You can find our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and more. The more we can share and reach out to other women, the more we can help. So please listen and share the podcast. Always remember, your path to self-empowerment is unique to you. Every challenge or hurdle will teach you something about yourself and make you stronger, moving you toward self-empowerment. The more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both on the inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. 
When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.